Welcome to the season one finale flashcast with me, Lisa Schmeiser, and as always, Philip Moselak and Tony Sindelar. We are still recovering, frankly, from uh, what I think was one of the strongest season finales I've ever seen. Um, Indeed. Yeah. And um, you know what? It's one of the few times I'm not mad that it's a cliffhanger because I I feel like that could have actually worked as a series finale if if it had to as well. Anyway, lots to discuss, including Barry and his three dads. Um, Barry uh, schooling his past, present, and or future self. Um, uh, Discussions about where all the cows could have possibly gone and other clues that have been scattered through this episode. So, where to begin? Well, I get, you know, you just brought up something that I didn't catch until the third watching which mm-hmm. was uh where, where have all the cows gone <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> where have all the cattle gone long time mooing oh you know we completely forgot to do that however is we forgot to do our recap of this episode now i'm going to assume that most of you who are watching know what happened but at this point it's kind of a fun uh intellectual exercise to see if we can bring you in an hour's worth of action in under 45 seconds um I'm not sure who's supposed to do it this week. Is it me? Is it someone else? Um, It could be me, but I am not prepared. All right. So Phil's not prepared and Tony did last time. This means I will valiantly (laughs) step up. You can do it. I can do it. All right. I have the speed force in me. And starting three, two, one. Our poor dumb golden retriever, Eddie, turns out to be the wild card. And he plays it to his best advantage. But I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself. Um, this is an episode that centers on Barry and his relationship to his three dads. As uh, Yobard Thon holds out the very tempting prospect of a win-win deal. If Barry helps Yobard escape back to his own time, he'll get to go back and reboot the timeline. So he grows up in his house with his mom and his dad. He never has to live with Joe. Um, he can probably, you know, get to first base with Iris. Everything is copacetic. Um, Barry agonizes. He eventually decides to do it. But when he gets back to his um, back to see his mom his older self who is who is who is fighting the reverse flash shakes his head and prevents him from doing that so the only closure barry gets is holding his mom's hand while she dies um meanwhile the closure everybody else gets is eddie decides to erase himself from existence and for all his insignificance according to yobard the most significant thing is is his death nullifies yobard's very existence boom 45 seconds i would say the the only thing that you left out which uh-huh. you know i don't know how important it is in the overall events uh what we do we, there is a marriage in addition to much uh lots of star lab moral quandary discussions we, yeah we get we, I, get I one, really we, get, we managed to shim a marriage right in there right so, before the uh the so time here's travel. why i'm incredibly lukewarm on that marriage <laughs> uh before we go into the marriage i just uh-huh. I, I have to make a formal apology uh-huh. uh david lore um had a tweet going out to jason snell uh-huh. And it was basically a, oh, wait till you hear this song. Mm-hmm. And I kind of came over the back end, thought I was mm-hmm. being cute, and basically mm-hmm. uh, spoiled it for Jason. So, Jason, yeah. I am sorry. That said, I'm really not sure that's the Crowded House song I would use to, to kickstart a, a, a marriage. Um. <laughs> and and how, many viewer, how many viewers knew that song? That's what I'm asking. I don't know what you guys are talking about, so... <laughs> sorry 
<laughs> really not like crowded house is basically just like a description of a of a of a residence that's not meeting fire code to you that's it yeah yeah sorry <laughs> uh, i'll look are you kidding me and the generation gap becomes painfully apparent <laughs> wow tony no, it's it's all right. You're allowed not to like Crowded House. At least, at least Tony didn't say, "What did they do to that Sixpence None the Richer song?" Because <laughs> so, <laughs> they did a cover of it, which managed to completely. Drain I'm all bad of at the music emotion. too, but oh, I am okay. not. Right. I am not familiar with a house that is crowded. Yes. Uh, okay. So, that's all right. Sorry. <laughs> so okay. no. Um. To get back. So briefly, it's cute how they like to pretend that Ronnie is useful, and um, you know, Ronnie go. <laughs> Ronnie, go flip that switch. Ronnie, look not so confused, please. Um, I really felt like the marriage was kind of wedged in there. And um, I don't see the point to it, to be frank. One of the things that I thought was more interesting about Caitlin and her scanty characterization this year was um, the fact that she was actually making progress in, in moving on. And figuring out who she was independent of, oh, the place I worked for had a horrible accident and my boyfriend ran off with another man because they turned into a giant flame shooting entity together. And um, I have to hit reboot. And I thought that was kind of an interesting thing. And so for me, her marrying Ronnie feels like both a step back and a way to set up um, justification for any any future plot (laughs) developments with her. Um, This is not spoilery. But when Barry was traveling through the Speed Force, we do get a shot of Caitlin completely kitted out as uh, yep. Killer Frost. As Killer Frost, and so this suggests that either she engineers a lab accident, or she loses Ronnie, or her marriage goes kaput in a way that that inspires her to take up with Captain Cold in some manner. So, eh, not loving that. Anyway, um, what I did like, however, and I feel like this leads into what I, the big discussion that I, what I did like is uh, Dr. Wells overtly referencing Cisco's comic counterpart by, you can see through the vibrations of alternate timelines yeah. and, and, and all that. And I was like, oh God, here we go. He's going to call himself Vibe. And, and no one is going to say, really? Really, Cisco? No. So, so all I know, all I know is I would never have even mm-hmm. known or dreamt that until a guy named Tony Sindelar decided <laughs> to throw that out there. And then I'm it just... basically came to life. Mm-hmm. I'm basically here to quote Wikipedia to people. That's all. That's my main purpose in life and in podcasts. That's not true. Um, that's not so, true. You know, it and beats it, editing Wikipedia all day. Well, I, you know, I've been there too. Oh, um, okay. Sorry. But, you know, the, I, my hope is like, I mean, the comics are, should be the, the inspiration and not necessarily like the, 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 the script, the, the yeah. recipe that they have to follow. Like, I think to me, it would be great if like, if if Cisco gets a line like maybe you can call me Vibe now and everyone's like no not no. doing that no and then Cisco we, no we cannot <laughs> and then we move forward with he is a scientist who has this special power that will be helpful mm-hmm. for plot purposes yeah uh, but like he shouldn't get a cape and funny glasses um, no. that, that costume I'm not is ready gross. for that or break dancing or, or I am not yeah. ready to see him bust yeah. a move no. Um, yeah, I, I really think um, let's talk about the episode first, and then we can probably sure. do a little bit of, of chin stroking about the season as a whole. Uh, what I thought was super interesting about this episode, the more I thought about it was this is perhaps one of the most nuanced and compassionate takes on parenthood I think I've ever seen on network TV. Because um, we do have Barry, Barry and his three dads. Um, and I have to tell you, at one point in the episode, I was singing, he's got one dad, and now I'm sad, because one dad, it's just so sad. Um, but when you think about it, Yobard Thon, in his own way, looks as Barry and Cisco as his children. And 
he's trying to convince himself. It sounds like Gilbert Thon spends a lot of time talking himself in and out of his own feelings. And one of the things that comes up is how he's he, he's telling Cisco, oh, you know, now I'm sorry, but you're now set up for a, a great and honorable destiny. And this is something that he's been obsessed with because, you know, when he talked to Eddie, he's like, oh, you're really you're really not that remarkable, given the, the line of, of honorable and accomplished people that that come behind you. And then, you know, he pushes how what a, a good man Barry is and how honorable and accomplished Barry is going to be. And it's this desperate form of immortality. Like, Yobard comes off as somebody who really wants to be remembered for his deeds, who really wants to be remembered for having had a great and noble destiny. And he wants that for the people he considers sons. And to him, he's being selfless and wanting that for them. And he doesn't see that that actually it's probably like one of the biggest acts of ego you could commit is is by saying, well, you get to live out my dreams. <laughs> Enjoy. Yeah, so, I mean, there, there's still there's some kind of like sadness to these scenes, even though it's mm-hmm. kind of like the deception is gone and he is at his most evil now or yeah. his most villainous. But like, it's sad because he's still like he he still kind of wants to have these relationships with his people, yeah. and he he's like, oh, Cisco, I thought you would understand, and like. You know, he wants his love acknowledged. Yeah, yeah, and sorry, this is goodbye. And Cisco does the like, I hope I never see you again, right? Yeah, and it, yeah. It's, yeah, it's. But I, I was surprised that we got that. Yeah. But it's, that was really off-putting, though. What I like, why would Cisco like empathize with him? I just there's nothing that would have made like made that work in my mind. Well, let's see. We what we know about Cisco is that he's kind of estranged from his family because he's the black sheep. They mm-hmm. don't recognize his accomplishments. And one of the things that we know from Yobard is the reason is that he, he seems to really be hung up on, on people's legendary accomplishments and the, their immortality through history. Mm-hmm. And so maybe he's like, well, Cisco's like me and that I was, I, I'm theorizing that Yobard was somehow overlooked in some way or, his, he, or he sees Barry as having glory that should rightly belong to him. Mm-hmm. And so he, he's like, well, Cisco and I should connect because we're both kind of, you know, third bananas in history or what have you. Um, but what I find particularly poignant about this is his big striving for, for immortality and his big striving for noble things. He manages to get himself erased out of existence. And his very last words are him desperately clinging to proof that he's still going to affect the world somehow. Or he's like, where will you be without me now, Barry? I've shaped your life for so long. Mm-hmm. And and this is him hoping that he'll have some impact in some way. It's 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 very tragic in a classic greek tragedy kind of way yeah. where, it's a, where it's a guy who is striving for accomplishment and immortality and what he managed to do instead is ult- is utterly erase himself from 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 ever becoming but i was struck by by how yobard is the kind of dad who you have it so much better than i did and i want this for you where where it's you know god is my witness i'll never go hungry again and then you contrast that against joe who is like barry i just want you you know I've watched you grow up your whole life yearning for a family that was taken away from you. I want you to have that, even though it means that I lose my son. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there there is a lot a lot of play on the idea of sacrifice and in different different how different people view sacrifice. Yeah, and then Henry's like, I don't want you to do it because I love who you are. I love who you've become, and I don't want to lose my son who I love so much. And it's selfish of me, but I think you know. I think what we do is we sacrifice my life because you're such a remarkable person. The world needs you as you are, and it was mm-hmm. really, it was really, it was a great way to, to look at how people sometimes approach parenting. As in, well, I want what's best for you, even if it's not what's best for me, or well. 
I think you're fine, you know, or, or I would give anything for you to have what you want, or, or I want you to carry out my ambitions. And that is my, the greatest expression I can possibly conceive of in my love for you. It's, it's, it's really, and I thought, wow, this is a really nuanced and respectful way of looking at the, at, at, at the damage we do or don't do inadvertently to the people we love the most, because, you know, our, our own motivations uh -huh. do or don't get in the way. And, and it's happening on the CW. We're like the average age of the viewer is probably like still me. Oh God, no, please don't let me get pregnant demographic as opposed to, as opposed to the, well, here we are preschool demographic, you know? What is interesting to me is this this show has ostensibly been about the lack of a mother in Barry's life, but he's had so many men step up to be fathers to him and in different ways that range mm -hmm. from, from self-serving but well-intentioned in a way, which is how Yobard Thon inadvertently comes off, um, to, uh, you know, incredibly self-sacrificing all the way, like Henry, 100%, who's like, my life doesn't matter because what matters to me is the person you are mm -hmm. now, and that person is good for the world as a whole. That was a that was a great scene. I, I really... I guess I, I kind of was expecting it, but kind of not. And it just played really well. And, you know, yeah. it just it captured, you know, who Barry is. And it's yeah. like, you know, I accept you and I accept the, the circumstances that I'm in because I want you to be you. Mm -hmm. Well, you, you kind of get the feeling that Barry gets his idealism from his dad, pretty obviously. Because mm -hmm. um, Henry, when given the opportunity to... Uh, well, good news. You can have your wife back. You can have your life back. None of this will have ever have happened. All of this will have been erased. Instead, he's like, no, I'll, I'll, I'll keep this pain. Thank you very much. Because, you know, Barry, who he is now and the world as it is now, they need to be here much more than, than one person's life. And I struggled with that a little bit because, mm -hmm. I mean, there is kind of the idea that it's not that you are changing the world so much as you are undoing the change that yeah. has already been done by a science fiction comic book villain, right? Mm -hmm. um, but somebody needed to have that perspective and yeah. and kind of give that input to, to Barry. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it was, it was really neat. I mean, this whole episode was a very interesting format for an episode in that yeah. it is basically like 30 minutes of them talking about what they're going to do and yeah. having a lot of very kind of powerful talk about emotions and feelings and people's relationships and their different mm -hmm. ideas on destiny and fate. Yeah. Um, and then 13 minutes of like everything going to hell. So, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, um, I, I do have, I do have a little scientician kind of throw, throw in there. You're no which, scientician, but, yeah, but mm -hmm. you know, though, the one thing that I kind of disputed slightly, it was just, you know, Barry has never gone past Mach two. Mach two is the speed of sound. Am I right on that? Uh, I don't know if that we can. I can look this up on the internet. I'm looking at a Wikipedia right okay, now. Okay, I think Mach two is the speed of sound. Um, hold on, hold on. I'm looking up. Okay, according to Wikipedia, the speed of sound. Mach Mach two is like twice the speed of sound. Mach one okay. is probably the speed of sound. Yeah. And he's never gone that fast before. He is, and, there was the quote. He's never gone. That, which, to be fair. I think we have heard of at least five or six times yeah. throughout the season, right? If is, there's a supercut of people saying he's never gone that fast before, then I really want to see it. Yeah, and it's probably it's like alternating Caitlin and Cisco being like, you know, yeah, like you're gonna. I mean, I think in one of the early episodes, it's like you're gonna have to go like really fast to run up the side of a building, and it's like he's never done that before. And and then it's a, you have to go really fast to run across water. Oh, he's never done that before. You're yeah. gonna have to go really fast to run through the molecules of that truck. He's never done that before. Yeah. And, Spoiler uh, for people who are watching listening to this episode without having watched any of the flash the flash goes fast <laughs> and keeps going episodes. faster why are you listening go watch the well flash. shame on you 
They're listening because they want to hear they, they want to hear all the dumb ditties we sing. <laughs> Possibly. Yeah, I don't know, man. It could be a thing. I think I think people should start submitting lyrics for my three dads. He had three dads, and one was bad. <laughs> He's down a dad. But... Although, 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 although Tom Tom Kavanaugh is a regular for next year. I. Which kind well, of a spoiler, but yeah. Yeah, like, kind of a spoiler. We don't, yeah. so we don't know what that means, right? That, we like, don't. So, like, what I'm kind of hoping we see is that, like, Doctor, the actual Dr. Wells rolls in all, mm-hmm. I just had the craziest dream, right. and I would like to rebuild because science and I'm idealistic. And he's like, why are you all giving me the fish eye, and why is there a gorilla that keeps calling me father? And <laughs> I mean, with the ending to this season... Mm-hmm. Yeah. They can literally go anywhere. Anywhere. Right? Anywhere. Yeah. Like yeah, this is a pure, pure reset. Yeah. Maybe. Or 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 not. We it, it they really could do anything. Well and there are a that's couple exciting. hooks there are a couple hooks for jumping off for the next season. One of them is when Barry goes back in time to his house to see and he's like the third he's like the third Barry Allen under the roof at that point because there's I child- was a little confused by that because I don't think I had understood there were a couple things that I think I had not understood in mm-hmm. that level of detail. And Cisco says you're the th- you'll be the third flash there and that yeah. confused me because well, i guess i had not re- so there's like there's the flash that's fighting I, the reverse flash yeah and the flash that saves young barry and then the the flash that went back in this episode i don't think i realized no, that there no, were no, there's, two there's there's, there's the flash who's fighting the reverse flash so yeah. that's 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 flash one we're gonna keep reverse flash out of this for, for the sake of argument i think cisco is counting barry allen as a flash Yes. Boy, Boyberry. So Boyberry. Oh, okay. Boyberry is Flash number two. Boyberry actually sounds like a really weird boy band type appendage. Um, and then Barry Allen, as we know him now, goes back okay. in time, checks out the half-empty aquarium in his room, and realizes what's going on. He's Flash number three, and then he flings the door open because he's or, getting ready to get in there and, and and help mix it up. And his future self, who's wearing the uniform yes. with the white circle, like does a quick uh 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 uh. And so Barry stays in the room and. Here's his mother being killed, which is something that he had not heard as Boyberry. So, mm-hmm. so okay, so I that think, line from Cisco confused me. I thought yeah. there was another version of the Flash versus I was no. I was misconstruing Flash versus Barry Allen. So there's, there's a three, Flash from like 146 years in the future, or whatever, may, or 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 maybe just two years in the future. Yeah. Right? We we don't know. Yeah, and then there's the Flash who is. Um, from the season finale, and then there's yeah. Barry Allen. I don't think you should really consider boy child Barry Allen as the Flash because he doesn't have any of the properties yet. He's just yes. a human being at that point. Um, <clears throat> what I do wonder about, however, if the murder of Nora Allen is actually tied to why the Reverse Flash loses his Speed Force. Hmm. Well, I though I had construed it as. Like if it's like if what happens since he's altered the timeline by that point by murdering somebody who shouldn't have been murdered he gets cut off from the speed force because it seems like that speed force is almost like the the Jedi force in that well there's stuff you can do that's good there's stuff you can do that's not good and depending on which way you go your abilities wax or wane. Mm-hmm. So. I wasn't sure if it was a thing like so murdering obviously he's doing things that are disrupting the timeline right yeah yeah and murdering Nora Allen disrupts the timeline too much. Such that he's cut off from the, his speed force. Yeah, that's that's what I was wondering. And but, um, but then and then like he's steering it back on direction by like arranging for Barry to become the Flash. I was yeah. a little confused because his whole thing was not so much that 
he was like, I need you to to create this wormhole. I thought it was more like, I just need you to exist and create Speed Force in general. Yeah, he basically, um, that's basically, that was the impression I got. And then there was that super cut that uh, I watched right before we started this podcast, which is the chronological timeline of events the night that Nora Allen was killed. As, you know, they pull all the bits and pieces from across the episodes. And when Eobard you know, rolls around the street and he's like, Gideon, what the heck? Um, she's like, you have no speed force left at all. And he said, and, and there's a, there's a reference he makes to this latest time jump. So it suggests that either Barry and Yobard are, are jumping all over the, all over the place. And finally he has done something in one of the time jumps that cuts him off from the speed force. Mm-hmm. Or, or maybe there's like a battery that runs low and it's, it's, it's like a phone battery where you can only hit it so much and then you have to recharge. And unfortunately for Yobard, he has to recharge mm-hmm. in his magic wheelchair for 10 years or whatever it is. But the, the fact that the wheelchair was a battery that was meant to recharge him and the fact that he's constantly checking to see if he can access the speed force. My suspicion is that if you get whacked out of a timeline enough, then you're cut off from the speed force. And so mm-hmm. him bringing Barry online also brings on the speed force for him too. So he literally cannot, he literally cannot get the life he wants without Barry Allen, who is the yeah. thing he wants to wipe out as well. So, Oh, it's another, it's another Greek crisis for Yobard. Yep. Yeah. So, so, so there's that, um, in a way, if it weren't for the fact that we have no idea why he hates Barry or why he goes to such great lengths, he's he's like a classic Greek tragic figure because the thing he hates, he has to. The thing that hates him also that he hates also nourishes him, mm-hmm. and you know, in his quest for immortality and lasting fame and 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 proof that he's like a significant legend, he ultimately goads people into kill into. He ultimately goads his ancestor into killing himself rather than have him exist. I did, and it was. I was a little frustrated that when Barry and 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 Eobard have that kind of dark heart to heart at the start of the episode, yeah, and and he does kind of specifically ask him, you know, why are we enemies, and and we don't get an answer to that question. No, he's like, oh, it that's doesn't a little matter. frustrating. No, but, and the only reason I can think is because the writers want some wiggle room later. Yeah, because, I mean that sound seems makes sense to me. It's just, yeah, I wanted that answer as a as a as a viewer, right? Yeah, like what drives you? Because yeah. One of the most fun things to unlock over the course of the season was Dr. Well's motivations. And I think this is why I had a really high tolerance for his monologuing over the last mm-hmm. two episodes. Because, like, let's face it, Tom Cavanaugh has had more lines in the last two episodes than I think he had in, like, the first 13. And mm-hmm. he was still an exposition engine in the first 13. So this tells you about the workload he's had for the last two. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the, the monologues are very satisfying because finally, like, all the clues and the bits and pieces that were scattered cohere into one narrative, which is... I hate you for reasons we haven't specified, but I hate future you for reasons we haven't specified. Yet I find myself feeling really paternal and I love current you. And I don't know what to do with that except use you in a way that, that gets me away from present you and lets me go back to safely hating future you. Mm-hmm. And um, that's a remarkably tortured relationship to have with somebody. <laughs> and I guess I had gotten that wrong. Cause I think I had, I had asked last time mm-hmm. if was he a relative or uh, was Thon a direct descendant or was Eobard a direct descendant of Eddie? And I guess we now know that he is a, a direct, direct descendant. Which so. which puts his taunting. It makes it's remarkably dumb because why would you why would you do that to somebody who literally holds the key to your existence yeah. in their hands? Well, because if I do it and saying that you don't matter, then 
then you then you don't get wise to the fact that you do have a lot of you have a lot of cards yeah. to play. Oh, good point. So he was bluffing, basically. Maybe. Well, to, well to, it's still a little confusing know. that like he basically kidnapped Eddie for a week and then let him get found out when presumably he has the abilities and super powered resources to like. I mean, he could have zipped him away somewhere that he they would never have found him, right? Because um, the and, thing is, is if if this if this is the person who literally is is the root from which all of your family tree is descended, why are you not going out of your way to make sure this dude is mm-hmm. is a hundred percent safe, like living in a living in a big plastic padded bubble yeah. at some point, and and you I know, guess making sure he's got like you know genetic contributions on ice and can maybe. Oh Jesus! But <laughs> this is that I'm, I'm now imagining Eddie at like the lo- at the local fertility clinic. Oh, look, seventy five dollars is a nice amount of walking around money. But <laughs> I mean, I guess the only way you could kind of hand wave try and explain it, but I feel like we're doing a lot of work here. Is like he has him kidnapped and he's not taking great care of him, but he's keeping him alive, keeping him from getting killed or killing himself. But then he knows he's going to go back, and he doesn't want to leave him somewhere that no one's going to find him for a month while he starves to death. So he's got to get him out of there. But it it it, it feels kind of arbitrary, right? Because he basically, he took Eddie out of the picture for one episode to have spooky basement conversations with him and then just hand him back over. And mainly, I guess, just to psychologically torment him. I, I don't know. I mean, there yeah. is still that, yeah, you the, know. Yeah, the, the why did he bother kidnapping him thing just makes almost no sense to me. Cause... Unless, you know, again, there was this whole idea, like, Eddie meeting Iris and what a coincidence that was. And that was basically a coincidence that the reverse flash kind of accidentally brought about by having the, you know, so, and the fact that, that, you know, Eddie's fate is tied to his, maybe he was trying to nudge it back in that direction. Maybe, maybe he thought the way to guarantee something was to happen was to psychologically manipulate him, but uh, it, it, it's unclear. I mean, either crazy mastermind or, Sloppy plot point. So I don't know. Um, you, you be the judge. Yeah. Speaking of sloppy plot points or possible hooks into future things, you notice how Eddie's body gets sucked into the wormhole? Yes. That can't, that can't be good. No, no, <laughs> that, it cannot. I, that, I, I that's, villain in, or, that's villain origin story in like all caps, bold, yeah, <laughs> blinking yeah. red text, you know? Okay, so now that starts, I didn't see it as that necessarily. I just saw it as a a way to bring him back to life perhaps but um didn't we all kind of in a way for most of the season thought mm, Eddie's something something's not right with Eddie he's he could end up being the reverse flag or something and so it seems to me if Eobard's dead and erased from existence if you get put into a singularity that with speed force getting swirled around it possibly we we might have a new reverse flash possibly eddie is only mostly dead and when he comes back he's kind of crazy and and spawns a line of crazy reverse flashes um i'm just i I feel like if you tried to kill yourself to save the universe and it didn't work that would have lasting psychological impact also you're also i don't know if this show is quite of the your sacrifice is in vain like that seems like an arrow move where you have like merlin or rajah like oh your sacrifice is in vain and so it's all no it looks good shirtless whereas this show it's all your sacrifice (laughs) you did not say let's get shirtless it looks good shirtless that's what i said oh okay no 
oh, and, and their pecs glisten with grief. And um, <laughs> but like on this show, like when people sacrifice things, it's it's never meaningless. I mean, that mm-hmm. was actually one of the things that was hammered home in this episode yeah. too. Is uh, you know Barry's dad, Henry says everything happens for a reason. I have to believe that because this is what gives me form and structure. And you wouldn't be the magnificent person you were if you hadn't been affected the way you were. And Joe says something to the same effect almost, where he's like, well, you know, I got to have you as a son and I have loved it and I'm sorry it happened, but I'm not sorry I had the experience. And this show has always been about looking for meaning and trying to find a greater good in, in stuff like that. And if it's, oh, and if your meaning your greater good is that you're now an insane supervillain, that's kind of contrary to the ethos <laughs> of, the, of, of the whole show. Yeah, I mean, this is a show that's managed to bring Victor Garber back, is and he's no longer like this 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 pissy little world traveler. He's he's this oh I'm a vuncular and I say wry things and I also happen to be a rabbi and I went to MIT and and like, I like how chill he is now that I feel yeah. like the having Ronnie you know having his personality merge with Ronnie for a little while yeah. has made him into kind of a, a lovable scamp. Yeah, whereas before he was just just you know. Uh, cardboard curmudgeon all the way through. Yeah, exactly. So, no, he's I, like I love it. I I honestly cannot wait for for the spinoff show that they're launching with this because I think he's just going to put every episode in his pocket and walk away with it. <laughs> now, it, it it's definite firestorm is a part of that. Yes. Uh, well, so. he's a part of it. I'm, he's a part of. It. There I'm was not... a line in the trailer where he's like, "I'm half of firestorm." And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but there uh, is a whole thing. Flaming part. We don't need that. <laughs> Yeah. Now, did so, we know, just get fan service on the whole singularity and the old school flash helmet getting thrown out on the floor? Yeah, I I don't know what that is. Like that seems like I I gasped audibly when Be- that when the when the hat fell, because fell it was such clattered. a great moment. Like Jay Garrick's helmet comes out and clatters and. All of a sudden, Aelbard thought is all, okay, that is my cue to go. And what that suggests is, like, Barry isn't the only Flash that he has beef with. and That, that, that there seems are... like a lot more than fan service, right? Yeah. Like, that is, I was that's like, set up. I was something. like, maybe Jay Garrick is is kind of the policeman of, of, of the Speed Force. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe, maybe what's going to happen is as this show, maybe what's going to happen as this show goes on is they'll expand it, and you'll get Wally West in there somehow, and... Um, They'll meet Jay Garrick, who was the original Flash, and you'll find out that Yobard actually has a problem with anybody who's the Flash. Or, well, because Thawne yeah. was like clearly said, mm-hmm. now it's my time to leave. Like, yeah. like something's yeah. up. I got to get out of here now. Yeah, no, he was like, if he's like, if I'm still here when the dude who wears the helmet is here, then we're going to have trouble. And so it's obvious that the helmet like triggers some sort of fear or anxiety because he fears who wears it. Yeah, and, and it's also like a helmet falling out of a wormhole is like weird right yeah. like what does that mean is that yeah. is the guy on the way to come get the helmet is the guy that did the of... guy lose the helmet like yeah. what that is that is a strange calling card it's when a, when a when yeah. a metal hat falls out of a wormhole and clatters on the floor of star labs like yeah, I, yeah. I mean, but, we haven't seen but, that since like doctor who type stuff yeah. yeah but like that's that's got i mean i think the scenes that mm-hmm. Barry saw while he's going through the wormhole with with killer frost and 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 that stuff that felt a little bit more fan servicey but yeah. in terms of like the futures that could be but probably won't be so don't worry about them um but the hat falling on the, the thing right. yeah. that yeah. feels like something something's on its way yeah know. no it was it was it was very uh 
I, I was like, okay, this is this is going to be part of the origin of the Justice League, I think, because we've had so many hints dropped this year. We've had that stupid three dimensional freeze in the in the in the police up in the police building where you see basically the the founding members of the Justice League being depicted as a base relief. We've had Gideon mentioned it a few times. We see the Flash Museum. Is that Flash Museum what we saw in the Speed Force? With, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's the gold flash in that the building. Yeah. Yeah, okay. that's, that's his museum. Because uh, I went back and I watched it. Um, I, I watched that the Speed Force sequence a few times because I was trying to confirm that it was really um, Daniel Panabaker dressed as, as Killer Frost. And um, then I was like, oh, they have a museum to the Flash. And I thought, that bodes either very well or very ill. <laughs> no, in the comics, it's like, he's famous enough he gets a museum before he dies. So it's, yeah. you know, like, yeah. you know, well, but it could be bad, but that, that that's a thing. You know, so that's just they do they do things differently in in Central yeah. City, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it seems as though the I mean I, I've heard this now a couple times where we're we're dealing with or at least seen where we're dealing with basically the Back to the Future type timeline in a sense. So mm-hmm. if all this gets erased in some way, technically, are we even do we even have Star Labs coming in into? Into this timeline? Well, here's the thing is... Um, Do we even have Gideon now? I don't know. See, the, the, the one area where my brain is tied a little bit in knots is that Barry is still stuck in a Star Labs... Well, not still stuck, but at the end of the episode, before Barry decides to, 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 to pull a Dorothy and run into the Twister, um, the fact is, is you still have these people who know each other and work together, right? Sure. And Star Labs did not automatically go away when Yobard Thon did. So that makes an argument, in my opinion, that makes an argument really strongly for, for Dr. Wells somehow mm-hmm. coming into this. Um, that also makes an argument for alternate Yobard, Yobard, Yobard Thons coming from, from different timelines, maybe. And that's, you know, they have Eddie's body as, as like the, 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 the ace in the hole for that. Um, I don't know if they've reset the timeline so much as forked it, if that makes sense. Because the berry who came out of that wormhole is still a berry who lost his mother. Okay, okay. And so, like, that, that fork never happens. Bear, you know, the, the older Flash prevents Barry from forking off, that from, from, from changing the timeline at that point. Sends Barry back to a timeline. So what we've got is we've, is we've got, it almost seems like an impossibility because Barry's mom has now been killed by somebody who has been erased out of existence. So then what, what the, the questions I want, and, and I'm wondering if that's why the wormhole and the singularity open up is because like space and time is as confused as I am and it's all, okay, so technically speaking, Barry's mom is still dead. Only she was just killed by somebody who doesn't exist anymore. Only she's still dead. So who killed her? and What happened to them? And so, you know, once the wormhole figures it out at the beginning of the, of the season, maybe they'll let us know. Yeah. <laughs> I, and and that, 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 yeah, that, I mean, that, that makes kind of sense to me. I mean, kind of. That that's the tricky thing. Because what I know about science says that the wormhole figures that out by eating the universe. <laughs> also, I don't I don't know how you beat a wormhole by running really fast, but we're gonna find out, right? Are, Maybe. Yeah. You know. My hope is that he gets flung into kind of an alternate reality. I mean, it seems like that could be. You know, it. We have now because Cisco has this power, like. That's kind of the secret weapon, right? Mm-hmm. Like Barry could pop out in a new world where there is no Flash, mm-hmm. and everyone is like, "Who is this Flash person that you keep asking about, Barry Allen? This is very weird of you." And he goes and finds Cisco, who doesn't even know him, and then is like, "Cisco, you do know me." And Cisco mm-hmm. is like, 
oh yeah, and I has all these visions. And then ah. he, he and Barry go and try and write the timeline. And, and Caitlin is, and Caitlin's does there. become, but she's not, She, I bet you she becomes, um, what should we call it, Frost Princess, whatever. Killer Frost, maybe. There you, you go. Know, is, is Dr. Wells, you know, are, are Cisco and Caitlin working for Dr. Wells in, in you know, a timeline without the Flash, right? We don't know. Um, it's at some point, Cisco's power has to be helpful with that, and you know somebody is going to wake up in in you know in bed and and be like, I'm in a world with no Flash, and it's, is it is it going to be Barry or is it going to be Cisco? Um, yeah, but some, something okay, like that. Okay, now to they're not going to do that all season. Have him in a parallel every, timeline. So. Every episode that would be great. I would watch that. Show. I would love Just it. Like for I a while, love I thought that the, for a while I thought that the show was going to be Cisco gets killed in every episode because that seemed like that <laughs> yeah. was a trend for for a bit. Every, well, every I mean, episode, Barry cool. wakes up in a new multiverse where there's no Flash. Like this one, everyone's that cowboys. One, that be, and even if they one, keep, robots him, everywhere. keep him on the outskirts. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. It, so. I, look, I'm, I will fully appreciate if they decide to go. Basically, season two is yet a complete. It's basically another season one where all these mm-hmm. things, except this time, Barry's kind of leading the brigade. And, you know, mm-hmm. he's got to get Wells um, on board. Yeah, Ooh, and that'd then, be great. And if Barry had to recruit Wells and Wells is all, wait, I'm sorry, somebody sucked out my face and killed my wife and did what now? <laughs> Guys, what if this is all like a backdoor into a Quantum Leap reboot? So, Oof. Oh! <laughs> now, how did Barry Allen get his powers originally? Uh, he was experimenting with chemicals and there was a lightning storm. And yeah. um, electricity plus chemicals equals... Barry. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, in, in, it was a different era. Um, what I didn't like, well, actually, they, they set this up in era. What I didn't like was, well, Barry Allen used to be chronically late and slow, and people made fun of him for that. And, and But they did kind of set that up in uh, in the Arrow episodes where they introduced Barry. So, yeah. mm-hmm. But, no, it was, it was a phenomenal episode for so many reasons. I felt like um, they did right by Iris and uh, Barry. Where, like, he had finally come to grips with, you know, the fact that, well, our window closed and it is what it is and it doesn't matter because I have a bigger job to do. And um, I like that Eddie was, like, not overtly punching Barry in the face. but was like, all right, see you later. Go run. (laughs) And I like that Iris had a little bit of agency and that what she told Barry was, you really have to stop worrying about what everybody else wants and and what they need and start focusing on yourself. Um, which I, I thought was a necessary message for him, too. Um, one of the things I like about the episode. Oh, one thing. Um, and I have to go back and watch other stuff. Did you notice how much Joe was fiddling with his wedding band every time he was talking to Barry? Oh, I did not notice that. Because there's the scene where Barry and Joe have their heart to heart. And Joe's talking mm-hmm. about, well, if you had the chance to go back and live with a family like it was supposed to be, of course you have to take it. Mm-hmm. And the whole time he's talking to Barry, he is compulsively turn- twisting his wedding band around his mm-hmm. finger over and over and over and over and over again. And from what I understand, the timeline, um, Joe's wife died even before Barry came to live with them. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm that to me seems like that's Joe projecting a little bit with if I had the opportunity to go back and, and, and do it all again or do it differently. Mm-hmm. So I got to keep my wife. I totally would. It was, it was a nice moment of characterization. And I'm trying to remember if there's any other parts of the series where he's been, you know, fiddling with his wedding band while he talks about making big decisions or while he talks about family life or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Well, so, he and so Thawne never had their heart to heart. Yeah. Yeah. Where, 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 where he's like, Oh, we've both lost a wife. We should talk about it. And he's like, no, nah, I don't think so. <laughs> so 
So I just I I I I loved how they they basically get rid of Thon and even Thon's last thoughts are, but what will you do without me? Please bury proof that you I matter to you. And um, and uh, I enjoy watching Barry I guess run up the debris into the cyclone. <laughs> <laughs> and um, the other thing that well, well, hold on, let's is, just be let's 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 just, let's just be brutally honest. That is not a cyclone. That is a light sucking singularity. Okay. Yeah. Let's just and that was that was that was a that was a little shaky science on yeah. on the show's part slightly. I felt bad that they ham handedly like wedged in Wentworth Miller, like where you just see like one shot of him looking up in the sky, all, oh, this is gonna also, cramp my style. Yeah. And the shot after that is the person who's gonna be Hawk Girl. Exactly. Did you, I yeah. didn't I was like, why are they showing this like ten second clip of this one person? And I had to go and look it up because I was like, I don't know who this is and then it's Captain Singh and then it's Yeah. Also <laughs> I like that I like that Barry's dad has a cell with not just a view of the city, but a view of the singularity. That's really It's like know. the nicest it's like the nicest view. It's that it's... that cell is better than dorm rooms I've had. Yeah. Well yeah. see and that's student. why he was he was not he, he was really I mean, let's be honest here. That's why he was just like Barry, look. I can kind of be okay here. I mean, this is pretty... Ironsides is pretty nice. I yeah. have a view of the skyline that luxury condos don't get. <laughs> yeah. You know. But, you yeah. never have to think about what you're going to wear when you just have, yeah. like, four matching jumpsuits. It's, exactly, yeah. yeah it's, it's really simple. He didn't have to do the... You know, he, he doesn't have to deal with parent-teacher conferences. Yeah. Um, and by the way, uh-huh. when, when we were inside the Speed Force, did everybody catch the one where Barry is... I, I sent you all the picture, but yeah. Barry's in um, in jail. Barry's in the yeah, and he's wearing like yeah. a gray prison jumpsuit and looking kind of peeved about it. So yeah, it's an it's an Iron Heights jumpsuit. You can see the letters on it. Um, I would so. love it if uh, I would actually love it if it turns out that Barry keeps getting thrown into alternate realities, and in one of them he's like, "Why? Why am I in jail? What is going on here, please?" <laughs> but that uh, would be that would be neat. Yeah, but see, yeah. and that but, but that brain does bring up a problem though. If mm-hmm. they start doing that. How do they get everything back on track? Is it just basically mm-hmm. I'm Barry and here's what I'm going to do and I'll get it done? Or it just seems like he's got to have some help getting back into his timeline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I still think I think this is just such a strong season finale because Barry comes to peace. He gets to say goodbye to his mother, even if like the five minutes before it are absolutely horrible when he hears her getting stabbed and has to hold his dying mother, he gets a chance to have closure with her in a way. And I, again, so freaking generous because he lies about how my dad is okay. I'm okay. We both love you so much. And, uh, you know, he, Even tells, that, that... he tells her what she needs to hear. Yeah. That sound effect of her getting stabbed. Oh. Uh, I feel yeah. like they, maybe they didn't need that. That was a little too much for me. Yeah. Right? That, that was, a, that was a little, a little, little, little meaty for uh, yeah. how a butter knife kind of goes in. Uh, yeah. I feel like, you know, like that was a little too slasher movie for me. Um, mm-hmm. but, but yeah. Um, but at least they got their chat. Um, yeah. and it, I, it's still, you know, there, and that, I, I hope that in the series we get to see, cause at some point, Future Barry, he'll have his new suit, so we'll know it's we'll know it's time, or at least possible, mm-hmm. is going to decide now is the time to go back and and you know do my destiny of chasing down mm-hmm. Reverse Flash, um, which suggests to me that like though we have seen him disappeared and we we know that, that the actor is coming back, that like he's not gone as a villain, right? I mean that 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 story is not wrapped up, um, mm-hmm. and no. and Barry, you know, the Flash is going to be dealing with him for for a while to come. Well, the whole point uh-huh. of the reverse flash is he's always there, you know, and, yeah. and they make a lot of, 
the the comic book mythology is is you mm-hmm. kind of can't have the flash without the reverse flash it's just one of those mm-hmm. para- it's one of those paradoxes and uh I think this show is going to set us up for like serious Ajita and Angst next year when there is a new reverse flash and it's, it's somebody who, whose identity hits close to the team or it's somebody mm-hmm. who comes out of nowhere and everyone's like, what? I thought we settled this. But, yeah. um, given and you that, can, I mean, uh, and this is, the... mm-hmm. I was going to, I mean, Eddie has been sucked into a speed force wormhole. If he mm-hmm. can come back, you know, if he can be not dead, you could Im- imagine that he could have, you know, speed force magic powers now too, right? So you know, yeah. it seems like he could be, you know, he could be a uh, a, um, a a a reverse flash. He could also be a new kid flash, even though he's you know a little bit older. Yeah. So his yeah. destiny is not yet written. What I'd like to do is just brief thoughts on the season as a whole, like what arcs that you see, you've seen, or what you found particularly satisfying, or what you'd like to see more mm-hmm. of next season. What they did right what you're excited to, and, and, and what made you excited to keep coming back and watching this. Cause we have spent a lot of hours talking about this show. So, <laughs> so clearly we've thought about it and, and uh, I'm curious to get everybody's impressions of, of how the show has, uh, what, how the show has either, either unfolded it or, or shifted subtly over time and what they've done. Right. Um, assess the season for me. Phil, Oof. you go first. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. Let me, let, you know, I think for me to, to say, I think it's easier for me to compare, like, let's say Arrow, which I had been watching for some time now. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, for, were they on almost on four, the fourth season, whatever. But I think what really carried it for me was, honestly, mm-hmm. I really like Barry as a character. And he's, in some ways, he's very much a white bread kind of guy. He doesn't have a whole lot of darkness to him mm-hmm. other than... Okay, yes, my wife. I mean, my my mom was murdered, and my dad's in jail. It, it, you know, he's <laughs> very much. I mean, it, for for something that you know, it didn't really. It's not doesn't make him very deep and dark, and he doesn't he doesn't brood over it. He actually accepts it, and it, it's a part of him that he motivates him to do good things, and good in a way that's counter to the way Arrow does it. Um, Arrow has a very you know. A complete, you know, they run in parallel lines, but in, in very, uh, it, it, you know, it's much more brooding and sulky um, in some some regards. And I, I just, I feel like Barry is somebody that I can, you know, relate to in some capacity, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Like, he doesn't seem like somebody that's, uh, you know, rich and, you know, impregnable. He's mm-hmm. he's very much accessible as, as an individual mm-hmm. and as a character. And I think that's why I, I've enjoyed the show so much. And yeah. it's like, and you know, quite honestly, I can watch it with my girls, and mm-hmm. they get it. I mean, we had a huge discussion on uh, black holes and time travel uh, <laughs> this last one, which mm-hmm. you know, for third graders, could be a little tricky, and for forty-year-olds, it's also tricky. But yeah. um, it was is it, it it led to some inter- interesting conversations that I haven't been able to get them. Involved with in other shows. Yeah, I'm not watching this with the four and a half year old. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, although we have had some awkward, some interesting conversation lately because she's very into um, girl superheroes, and so this lets me segue into. I think my only big criticism of the show this year 
was I, I I've said it before. I think the Flash has a woman problem. It definitely had an Iris problem for a while. It didn't give her a whole lot of agency. It made her literally the only person in Central City who didn't know Barry was the Flash. Um, uh, she didn't seem to have much motivation other than popping on the scene so that Barry could have cartoon hearts popping out of his eyes. And I think the writers did a great job of correcting that in like the back five episodes. But we still yep. have a little bit of a Caitlin Snow problem. And um, I would really like to see... Um, I would really like to see it be not just Barry has three dads or Barry has three dads and a science bro and a science lady friend who does science with him. Um, it'd be, it'd be nice to see there be a little, a little bit more. Um, it'd be nice to see the women as more fully fleshed out characters on this show. You know, with this, I, one of my quibbles with this episode, I, I really liked it, but we have the Dr. Stein character kind of shows up and he kind of just, they just kind of slot him right into what Dr. Wells would have done where like he is the head science guy. And I even, the the one, it, like I kind of cringed when they had, when he, he, you know, runs his calculation and then he runs into the room and he's like, you know, if this goes wrong, there'll be a singularity. And they give Caitlin the, what's, what's a singularity? singularity line? And it's like, yeah. Do you or do I, you not work at Star? our labs yeah it's like why did like i know that that is for the audience for the people who don't know what a singularity is but why did you have to give her that line like that like that or if cisco says so it's a singularity big freaking deal we had one last year and 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 he's like no no you don't get it this is this is not the pet singularity you use to warm up your pizza or you know this is Mm -hmm. a singularity this whatever um I think the the reason Caitlin actually became more of a problem over the course of the season was she was interesting when at first she was somebody who was, I'm here for the science and I have a lot of hurt I'm carrying around. And then when it seems like she was unbending and she was connecting with everybody on a more personal level. And then it starts in with the dumb flashback episode where, oh, that's Caitlin. She's supposed to be a doctor, but she spends most of her time with her tongue down Ronnie's throat. And all of the the... the nearly all of the attempt to give her color has been, this is Caitlin and how she relates to some dude and not... This is Caitlin, and we need to explain, you know, why she might relate to the dude. The, the, the fact is a man has deemed her appropriate for, for paying attention to, and so this is how she develops as a human being at long last. Um, I think what I'm, And she's I, a I, doctor for Pete's sake. Well, I mean, really. Yeah. And I think the most gratifying moments of the, seri- of the series in the season were when you see that she and Felicity have like a science, a, a left brain lady society where they hang out and talk and they have a good time together. And where she and Iris begin a little bit of solidarity, you know, just, just, ugh, can you believe this? You know, I just, I, I feel like they really don't, either they don't know what to do with Caitlin or they're like, well, we have to have a girl because contract diversity. And they they didn't write for her or think of her as a human being because one of the things I did find tremendously satisfying was watching Cisco turn into a real boy over the course of the season. Um, I feel, you know, because in the beginning we had a whole section, shut up, Cisco. And over the course of this, over the course of this season, we, we got a little bit more background as to why he's such a puppy dog and why he's made like science family. And you're right about how Victor Garber gets slotted right in because these guys all clearly crave having an older paternal science man steering things which is why i think it'd be fascinating if if next season dr wells comes back and they're all looking to him for that and he's like look i am a newbie here i hate how half of you are side-eyeing me and the other half are expecting me to solve everything i'm really not the guy that you think you're new because because that would be really interesting stepping into a role where people already have this impression of you that's completely wrong you know and then they're going about it anywho um Cisco. Well, like, and then they gave Cisco evolution. powers. They've yeah. gave, they've they've given Cisco powers. Mm-hmm. So, and then now Caitlin, quite honestly, 
I, I would actually kind of like it if maybe they did give her powers and maybe she does become kind of a nasty Graham. <laughs> but I don't think that that's but I based think nasty Graham would be like an excellent octogenarian uh, of supervillain. Like, <laughs> right, but, like but, they they basically like take down all of Central City's internet access by forwarding a thousand emails about uh, about cats. Right, and, but that but, that actually is, is counter. <laughs> but but even even setting that up is counter to a a, a positive situation to yeah. what you're describing because now you're you've made her not an empowering hero. You've made mm-hmm. her basically you'll end up making her a dull villain. Yeah, and that that's who will be defeated. Correct. Right. Good point yeah. because they they have yet to not defeat a villain. When you think about it, I mean, even when the 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 prisoner handoff went magnificently awry, um, when you th- we we already know Wentworth Miller is getting moved to the spinoff, so Captain Cold is really not going to be around to bother them for that much longer. Um, you know? I I think no, I think we're going to see him a bunch. So oh. I I mean, th- so it is worth noting again to kind of mm-hmm. metagame the the spinoff is going to be between the there's going to be a it's going to be short. It's not going to be a full twenty three episodes, mm-hmm. and I think it's going to be between. It's going to air. During the season break, uh, when when they or not the season break, but when they they split the season, right? Mm-hmm. So we're going to get the first half of the next season of Arrow and Flash. Mm-hmm. They're going to go on break, and we're going to get Legends of Tomorrow, and then that's going to air, and then that's going to finish, and then the Flash and Arrow are going to come back. So uh, my hope is we'll get more Captain Cold, but I feel like they're setting up for we're gonna we're gonna get a lot of the rogues. So yeah. in in weird mix, mix mix and match combinations, you know, with rogue and I have to and wonder though if it's going to also bridge like that gap in there. Like basically, yeah. they're kind of they're they're going to continue on maybe indirectly a storyline that will have, that will have you know kind of cliffhangered off of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I forgot because they, they do mention uh, Thon gets that throwaway line about uh, Rip Hunter. Mm-hmm. When he, with his time machine, right? There's so many little nuggets jammed into this episode. It's crazy. Yeah. There's, there's the the hat. There's the line about Rip Hunter. There's the, the all the scenes in the in the uh, Speed Force. It's it's crazy how much yeah. is jammed in here. No, and and we're going to be chewing over it for for years. I think yeah. um, oh. it's both great and awful for the writers' room because they're <laughs> like, we can go in this direction, or we can go in that direction. Because you know, if they if they leave anything in that Speed Force montage alone, like you realize that even after they finish like eight years or whatever, and and the the show goes out on a high note and and everything ends up happily or what have you you like the first comment someone is going to make on some internet bulletin board is they never covered xyz from the speed force in the finale of season one because that that is how people work so you know like i said greatest thing ever for the writers room in one respect horrible in another because you're going to have people who like stake their entire head cannon on like a, a, a one second blip that they saw in one episode so <laughs> So that's how, that's how nerds work, not people. Uh, oh, do they think they're people? Is that it? it thinks it's people? So. That's right. <laughs> so, what are what are everyone's hopes for season two? Um, what do you think? What what would you love to happen? And what do you think is actually more of a possibility? Unless if you going and my personal headcanon is. <laughs> <laughs> I do not. I do not want for any shape, way, or form, like them to have this problem for one episode and it get figured out in mm-hmm. and by so that by episode two we're like back on track again mm-hmm. I, I find whenever that happens that i feel like that's a cheat mm-hmm. and it would be nice to have maybe you don't go the whole season mm-hmm. or, or maybe you go half the season in this in this mm-hmm. either fork timeline or corrupted timeline or mm-hmm. whatever it might be but but give it some give it some meat because you can always use it again you don't have to it, you don't have to just fall right out of it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i'm with you 
<clears throat> so so basically you're suggesting that maybe the first few episodes have Barry ricocheting through different timelines while back in his origin timeline people are like, Oh or or maybe you see that timeline beginning to unravel because of Barry's absence, something like that. I'll allow yeah. it. I'll yeah. allow Some, any of that. something with substance where it yeah. really because yes, I mean this is like the end of the world, mm-hmm. and you know, and, no one's feeling fine. Yeah, and I mean, I don't know. It's the crossover stuff is tricky. It would be nice if this had more impact than just being yeah. like on on the TV in the back of the next episode of of Arrow, right? Yeah, you know, like I would world, kind of love world it. almost ended. Yeah. you know, Tuesday. Averted. Um, yeah, Felicity's yeah. like, well, there was an internet node down for ten minutes, but I rerouted. You know, um, you know, I feel like like stock prices should be manipulated by end of universe potential yeah. potentialities. I I don't know. Um, what well, I would you know, what I would love is if this singularity, this wormhole, actually like spit out Hal Jordan too. Like, in addition to things getting sucked <laughs> up in, like Hal Jordan comes out all okay. I have just had the trippiest test flight. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it, there is some. There, there's definitely some rue some some room for that kind of thing and especially some brooding and i'm not saying you know like a lot of people like my enemy guy english will say like you know it kind of like gets real off on the whole brooding of the arrow Mm -hmm. it would be nice to have a little bit twisted into flash not Mm -hmm. too much but just a Mm -hmm. little peppering of it Mm -hmm. i you know i i think flash was this season looking at it was really I really enjoyed it. It's one of my, probably just one of my uh, favorite shows right now. It's certainly yeah. my favorite superhero show. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it's our, I feel like so many comic book shows they either go cheesy or they go super dark and gritty because yeah. that's what the real world is like if there were superheroes. And Flash really managed to kind of like split the difference in a way that was kind of fun and delightful. Yeah, um, yeah. and make some of those other atom. shows. Yeah. Um, I see well, what you did there. Um, yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> um, terrible. Oh. But, no, and I think it did great. it in a way you that's really it. great. And, you know, I, I've heard that maybe the next season of Flash is going to be a little bit darker, and hopefully that'll be okay. I've heard maybe <laughs> the next season of Arrow is going to be not as dark. And, you know, that, that would be seem awesome, bad. to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Because they're running out of dark to use on Arrow. The no, dark, at dark, this, dark at this surpluses point, like, the actors are going to have to start strapping those little flashlights to their foreheads and running around yeah. that way. It's, it's well, just... even the Arrow cast had kind of brought that up. The, like It was yeah. like, yeah, I mean, we like it, but this was a little bit... It almost yeah. got to be the point of yeah. dumb. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm kind of hoping that, that with next season, however... Um, I'm hoping that Dr. Wells, who was actual Dr. Wells, roll, rolls, huh, rolls onto the scene and... Um, there are some adjustment dynamics and mm-hmm. I'm also hoping that um, the implications of time travel are more carefully examined because to me, a good time travel story works only if there's a really big element of loss to it, you know, where mm-hmm. one of the things that Thon would say repeatedly was um, I'm, I'm, I'm living among dead people or you're already dead in my time. And, you know, we talked about whether or not that was psychological distancing, but you know, death, Death represents such an such a huge loss, like the ultimate loss. And part of the tragedy is that Thon was going to go back, in theory go back to his time with his head stuffed full of people who were long dead, like he can never talk to them again, he can never connect with them again, and he was not so wholly psychotic and sociopathic where that wouldn't have mattered. He would have carried that loss. And so I feel like 
you know, Barry has to care. Barry has to carry the loss more because in season two, he's got to live with knowing that he chose to let his mother die, and he's got to 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 live with not knowing why he why his future self made that decision, and that's got to be the source of some sort of why did I do this? What is the point? What am I telling myself? What's going on? Where where is the meeting that my dad talked about? You know, you know, one universe builder that I really I I appreciate the fact that they didn't try to dive into it, mm-hmm. but it was so interesting to me is I did what I did because you took something away from me Mm -hmm. or you did something to me and it's not explained and I really am okay with it because I think that you know it's it's a little more interesting not knowing certain things that that are going to transpire but I really I'm in my mind I'm like what is it that Barry would have done that would have that would have pissed this guy off so bad yeah that he would have killed his mom and it would have been a tragedy too um because it, it, the thing that we know about Barry Allen is 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 Barry always tries to do things for the greater good, and he's going to have to do something where people don't subscribe to that theory, and they're like, "Well, mm-hmm. you know, screw you and your idea of the greater good. What about my good?" Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but see how, I, and that that brings up another question: is like even like Thawne, who's born 136 years ahead of time, yeah. Barry's not alive, so or obviously Barry's There's been doing some some. some what is Barry doing? Jump is jumping around. Well, this is the question: Is Barry disappears in twenty years? Remember, so the implication that we seem to be getting both from the hat and from the fact that in the Speed Force you can see your past, present, and future. The implication seems to be that the Flashes somehow become immortal when they get tied to the Speed Force. Hmm. Yikes! So it's entirely possible that Barry is some sort of cosmic policeman who stops Thon from screwing with space and time for his own entertainment and profit, and and. Mm-hmm. something happens like Thon's wife dies or just, there's some other unfortunate side effect where Thon was like, I had five kids in this timeline and now I have no kids. You're mine, Barry Allen. And, and off we go. Um, that said, I'm not sure they'll go there because like losing children is a really dark thing to do. And I think Arrow kind of spectacularly mishandled this this year. So, so hopefully they've all learned from it. Um, but I get the sense that Barry is going to be meant for bigger things that Barry is mm-hmm. going, that, that, since Barry is basically tied into the fabric of the fabric of the universe, i.e., the laws of physics, he's going to be immortal, you know, by default because his his cells can speed up or they can dissolve into the speed force or what the heck ever. And and we now have a pretty strong argument that there are other speedsters out there who can and have been monitoring Thawne and and, and have been looking for him. Because that's another way I choose to take that hat was the, it was like, aha, this is the timeline where I finally found you. I'm coming for you. And Thon's all, no, no, got to go. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we'll see. Um, Tony, Tony uh, yeah, Tony, as like, as like, you know, I, I say this loosely because I don't, I don't want to necessarily, thr- you know, throw you into this into this mess. But as a fan of, of especially the DC universe, mm-hmm. how have you liked um, this season? I've really enjoyed it. I mean, I think it's been fun. It's it's nice when they do stuff that's inspired by the comics, but doesn't necessarily have to pull directly from it. I I am still I'm I'm looking for that answer for why. What is Thon's motivation? I'm I'm just I'm a little disappointed they haven't answered that. I hope they do answer it eventually. I mean, it's hard in the comics. You know, there's some versions where it's basically just like. The, you know, he's mean and he doesn't like the Flash and he's obsessed with the Flash. And I feel like. I feel like we've been given a story that is deeper than that. So, and, and 
the, his portrayal of, of Reverse Flash has, has been kind of this much more tragic version of that. And, and so I want something, I want something meaningful from that. So I want there to be, you know, you don't understand, you know, the world after, uh, what, I forget what the date he, 2024, when, whenever he disappeared, like, the, I mean, where apparently we don't have cows anymore. Maybe it doesn't stop at that. Like, the world is awful because of you. And Maybe I have Barry to stop takes that. the cows and he's just really all of the angry. cows. Yeah, really angry about. Well, he's fast. He could move them quickly. So, so long and thanks for all the cows. That, that would be, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah, one way to end it. Yeah. But I mean, I I want him to have a motivation other than just yeah. I am mean. And, yeah. You know, and 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 ruthless to return to my own time, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah. No. There's the, the one thing that they doubled down on a little late in this this arc was. Uh, because a lot of the, the early episodes were, I am the mastermind who comes in the stinger and we, we learn to mistrust me because of that. And you don't really get the sense that he's burning to return home until like the last few when he's like, God, I am just so tired of this, where you people still use the internet with wires. and, and you know. But like I said, any good time travel story has to have some loss and... We didn't get, we didn't get a full scope of Yobard's loss, and and I, I would like to actually see that, and I'd like to and I'd like to see Barry grappling with the tremendous sense of loss too, because this is now like the second time in a row he's had to deal with seeing how timelines diverge, because there was the whole there was the whole tsunami he diverted simply by you know changing time, and now there is and now there is the the my mom is still dead, and I got to hear it as a grown adult in. Nightmares that will haunt me for the rest of my life, thanks to my stupid future self saying, no, don't do it. So, so. And we still, I mean, we never, did we ever really get a major fallout from him preventing the tidal wave, right? Like that never kind of came around again. No, it's, right? it's, it seems that Barry bore like, the majority we, of that. We need to have some, I mean, I guess things have been really busy the last few episodes since then. But there, there, it seems like there needs to be some reason that, you know, going forward, now that he can travel as fast as he wants, that, like, he doesn't just time travel to prevent all major calamities, right? I yeah. mean, because that, that doesn't work for a TV show or, or anything. Well, that would um, be awful, because then, wow, that would be just such a nightmare. People are like, why didn't you prevent this calamity and this calamity? He's like, look, I'm only mm-hmm. one speedster. And they're like, you are yeah. a speedster with infinite branching. But mm-hmm. I, like I said, I really hope we see more of, of Barry grappling with the sense of loss. Um, I would like to see Caitlin's character rehabbed a bit. I'd like to see Iris continue on her arc towards becoming more awesome. Um, this may or may not ever happen, but you know, Wally West's whole origin story is that he's related to he's related to Iris, and um, I think it'd be kind of awesome if we had a flash of color where they. Where they weren't all just, you know, white dudes who look good in a red suit. Um, mm-hmm. It would be nice, uh, you know, in keeping with, with this whole thing, if, if mm-hmm. you know, Wally West were, in fact, you know, still still related to Iris somehow. And I, I wonder how they do that dynamic, right? Because, I mean, mm-hmm. Barry Allen is kind of, I mean, he's kind of younger than your normal Flash, right? And that he's this young guy. Yeah. So it's, so, so what, how, how young do you make Kid Flash? Because you, you kind of want that dynamic of, mm-hmm. you know... Of of young and versus seasoned, yeah. Um, so, well, can Kid Flash come from the future and be there? Older? That there is a yeah. version of Kid Flash who is from the future who's still younger, who's called Impulse, yeah. who travels back in time and gets stuck. So, um, and he is he's I like that version because maybe, he's from the future. Maybe, maybe and he uses you, crazy uh, future slang yeah. that no one understands, and he's you know maybe he's kind this of is how, maybe this is how you end the series. Actually, is Wally West takes over the mantle, and there's the familial tie, and and. Because, you know, and Grant Gustin does a fantastic job, and, and he mm-hmm. really does. And I'll explain how 
you know, I mean, obviously we knew it and I'll explain how it was underscored in just a moment. But at some point he's going to get really tired of, of, you know, eating no carbs and running, running his guts out on a treadmill. And he's gonna be like, look, man, I'm in my thirties. I really need to slow it down. And they'll be like, <laughs> okay, it's time to wind down the series and let's bring in, let's bring in Molly West. Um, anyway, the reason Grant Gustin's casting is perfect and great and awesome is because he actually physically looks like somebody who runs really fast. Mm-hmm. He does, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, he even looks streamlined from the hair. And when I finally, finally got to see Avengers this week, like the first time I see Pietro, and they're like, oh, he's super fast. Like, no, no, he's built like a fullback in the English Premier League. There is no way this guy is <laughs> capable of running anywhere except maybe to get a beer. Just, Immediately. But just, he's wearing a tracksuit. Don't you understand? That means that he's fast. No, that means so, he's from New Jersey. Or, it's, it's, or he, yeah, or he's from New Jersey, really lazy. And, yeah. you know, like that's he's it, still working on getting a job, but he's living in his mom's basement. And it's okay. Yeah, because it's got gym tan laundry. And it was just like this. And the actor is a good actor. I've seen him in other stuff. But I was like, if you're going to cast for Pietro, you really need to cast for somebody who can come off as convincingly speedy. Like Evan Peters is kind of wiry. So it worked. Grant Gustin looks like he could turn sideways and slip through like a track competition and he'd be fine. And then you have, uh, you know, this Aaron Taylorwood. Yeah. Um, and and I'm like, no, he he's capable of like a light jog and then he'd stop after five minutes. All... <gasps> it was just well, they at not... least have to go four seasons. Yeah. So, like they're not going to make that kind of change, yeah. you know, ne- this this coming no. season. Just not possible. No. Too many contracts in play. No. Do you think Grant I... Gustin and Stephen and Mel get together and like complain about the horrible, horrible sacrifices they've had to make to, to maintain their jobs since so much of their performance mm-hmm. is actually tied up in looking the part? Like, do you I'm, think that? I'm, do you think they get together and like look look at pictures of bread? All I miss refined carbs so much. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking back to like way back, I guess back in September when I watched uh, episode one of the Flash mm-hmm. and how kind of blown away I was by that. Yeah, I mean, I think I'd seen the trailer. Yeah, and then the trailer looked so exciting. And I was like, ah, it's a trailer for a TV show. They can put all the exciting moments for like the whole season mm-hmm. into one minute and a half thing, and it, yeah. and it's like, and the trailer was actually just a trailer for. Yeah. For episode one, with him fighting the proto weather weather wizard, and yeah. um, it's I don't it, the whole show. It it feels like it does not feel like we've just watched one season. It feels like there's been so much, yeah, and it's... they and they pack so much in, even when it feels a little episodic, and it's like. They, I think they did a great job with making kind of uh, the villain of the week is sometimes the B plot and sometimes mm-hmm. the A plot, depending on what they're trying to do. Yeah. Um, I was wondering if they were going to do some kind of mechanic with Arrow where they have got the flashback. And in some ways, it's, you know, it was kind of bold of them to not try and follow that formula. But I think it's worked out really well, especially since sometimes the flashback arcs on Arrow are more exciting than other times. Yeah. Oh, the flashback stuff. Oy. Yeah. Now it's uh... now unless they go with flash forwards. Now that would be cool. Oh, oh my god, that'd be great. You'd have to do them really carefully. Um, mm-hmm. I, I and I hope they all mention cows. <laughs> like <laughs> just a lot of a lot of flash forwards of future people looking forlornly out at empty pastures or like there's or like iris is like i have to go cover the eating of the last burger in america barry and and off she goes um <laughs> or like that's what the next uh you know occupy wall street thing is is is, is people are all worked up over the loss of beef i don't know or or who knows maybe it's like an environmental thing where tech where you know like hardcore environmentals are like look cows are just a resource sink so we've engineered a virus boom they're gone um or India yeah. to start World War Three. I don't know, man. But uh, <laughs> flashboards would be interesting. And I agree. It's like this has been 
this has been a great season and there's been a huge arc and it feels like two or three seasons kind of packed into one in a lot of ways um, mm-hmm. because the reveal on Wells was really fast. Like in some shows, it would be two seasons and then there would be like a big event. And No, here it was just like they hit the ground running, ha, as it were. Um, and what's more is I realized that this episode was technically a cliffhanger because Barry's running into the singularity. But honestly, I feel like if you wanted to stop watching after this season, you could be satisfied that like you had been taken on the hero's journey because Barry has like had some growth. He had some catharsis and uh, he's kind of moved on to like the next level of awesome. And you're kind of reassured when he goes into the singularity that whatever happens, like he's a hundred percent at peace with it in his head and he's going to take care of business because he's Barry Allen who, t- who takes care of business. You know, I, I, I just really like that they managed to again split the difference between it's the kind of cliffhanger like, Oh, I can't wait to see what's next. And well, if I never see what's next, I'm still pretty happy with where Barry ended up. He, he is basically a fully trained up superhero. Now he's doesn't have everything locked up, but look, mm-hmm. I mean, the guy can go mock two now. So I'm feeling pretty good that he's kind of got all his powers straightened up and, He's ready to take it on, like whatever it might be. Yeah, yeah. No, he's he's set. He's had the hero's journey, and in many ways, he's he's probably the most well-adjusted of the bunch when you think about it, because mm-hmm. he's made an effort to be that way too. So, well, so this has been a tremendous amount of fun, um, and I feel like we've kind of said everything we have to say before we start getting repetitive or critiquing outfits or something, which is not our jam. <laughs> um, I believe. No. I believe we are all going to be on the massive crossover and comparable episode that records in a few days where we talk about the state of comic book shows over the, over the TV season. So we'll, we'll have things to say about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Constantine and Gotham and their own Flash. So those are, those are five that I can think of off the top of my head. I'm not sure if we're going to get to Netflix or not. But the point is... Oh, it'll come into play. Guaranteed. Oh, man. Don't tell me I have to marathon things now. Um, and then after that, we have been kicking around some ideas internally as to whether we should go ahead and backfill in the first 10 episodes uh, since we... That might be a fan's choice. Yeah. So, you know what? I'm going to actually take this to Twitter, and I want to hear from you guys. You can either email us at The Incomparable or tell us on Twitter. Uh, my Twitter is at Schmeiser. That's L-S-C-H-M-E-I-S-E-R. Um, and... Uh, let us know. Would you like us to go ahead and backfill in the, the, the first episodes of The Flash that we didn't get to because we were too busy filling over Sons of Anarchy? Or would you like us to tackle the John easy, Wesley easy. Ship versions of The Flash? <laughs> let us mm. let us know. We're going to have a whole summer to figure it out. And uh, we, really enjoy, we really enjoy this franchise, so we'd love to get into it. Um, also, episode, uh, like we do episode by episode versus Shipley versus... Uh... Gus. Oh, dude, no. <laughs> anyway, let us know if you'd like us to backfill in. Um, if we were to do the episodes that we've are that that we that you know we missed thanks to our, our Sons of Anarchy fandom, what we would probably do is we fire off a spoiler horn at some point too, or a spoiler and speculation horn where we talk about how this episode fits into the arc of the overall season, uh, since we'll have the benefit of hindsight. So. That is either a bonus or a drawback, depending on, on your on your point of view. We'd love to hear more. Um, so, Ooh, we'd be looking at it from the future. Yes, yes. It would be like the speed force of podcasts. I want to thank everybody who's taken the time to listen and to tweet with us. It has been such a pleasure engaging with you guys on this show, and I look forward to doing more in the future. Thank you so much also for, for letting us know you're out there because it gives us extra motivation to do this every week. And I also want to thank Phil and Tony because it has just been one of the highlights of my week consistently to, to sit down and chat about a show I love with two people who are so smart and so funny and so well engaged about it. So... 
with you for the last time this season. I'm Lisa Schmeiser. My name is Mose. I'm definitely not the brains of the operation. Good night, nerds. I'm Tony Simpson. <laughs> God forever. Yeah.